Listen to Pastor Franz for the unadulterated word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message. First Peter chapter 1 verse 13. There is grace on what you have found yourself in. When you locate the revelation of Jesus, there is a special grace. Without you doing anything, everything does something for you. Wherefore, get up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end. Hope to where? The end. That means you are not stopping. For the grace that is to be brought on, unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. What do we have here? The revelation of Jesus Christ. Because of that, there's grace that is being brought unto you every day. So somebody say, why? If I know Jesus is God, so what? If you don't know Jesus is God, says a special grace you won't get. If you know Jesus is God, there is a special grace that it is, is so unique. That is why Satan doesn't want you to come to church. When I pray for people here, I, I don't pray with my power. I don't even know I am doing anything. But every time, and pastor prayed for me, and answer came. And pastor prayed for me, and answer came. There is no giddy giddy inside my spirit, because I know there is grace following whatever I am saying. I am here by grace. I'm standing out by words. Not what I do, but what he does. I am here by grace. Hallelujah. Amen. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 17, makes us to know that our God is the only wise God. Now unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. The one who we serve is called the only wise God. And when wise people speak, you need to think before you understand what they have spoken. Is somebody listening? Wise people don't speak on the shallow. When a wise man speaks, you understand it three times. That's why I said God has spoken wise. Twice have I heard. He spoke, you heard it. You thought, hey, it means more than what I, I think I knew. Hey, it deeper than now. That is how when wise men speak, you hear it double or triple because the wisdom keeps opening, keeps opening. That is our God. That is why after now people are struggling with who Jesus is because wise man is moving. When Jesus was born, it was wise men who came to adore him. Now you don't know this person. Wise man is our God. Why? Only. Someone say only. 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 In Jude chapter 1. Jude is just one chapter. Verse 25. What does he say? To the only wise God. Who? Our Savior. Who is our Savior? What is his name? Only wise God. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and dominion and power, both now and evermore. Because he created dominions. He created powers. He created principalities. He's the only wise God. He comes like a son for wise men to know that he's the almighty, the king of the Jews. To the only wise God our savior so anytime you mention jesus my savior tell yourself is the only wise god and when they say only it means that there's none beside him is who the only wise god our savior all these things are in the bible and people are calling jesus son of god they need to upgrade they need to get to the high levels to know that jesus is called himself son of god for us to find him as the only wise God, our Savior. Praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Shout hallelujah. 
I am speaking on the only wise God and his strategy. The only wise God and his strategy. I've gone into the time already, so I'll do my best to close on time. I pray the Lord grant me grace. When we say strategy, it's good to understand it so that when the word is going on, you understand what it means. Strategy simply means the process of planning something in a skillful way. Strategy. The process. When you say process, it means that ongoing. The thing keeps going. The process of planning something in a skillful manner, in a skillful way, is called strategy. And you saw that happen in the book of First Samuel chapter 16, when God sent Samuel. Praise the Lord. From verse 1, God saw that Samuel was agonizing because of King Saul. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? I did it. Fill thy horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse. The mind, for I have provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go? How about God? What sort of assignment is it? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, let me give you the strategy. Take an heifer with thee. And say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. And call Jesse to the sacrifice. And I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto you strategy. So Samuel succeeded in that difficult assignment because God gave him the strategy to use. The only wise God and his strategy. What was that? The enemy was there and so that assignment can provoke the enemy to kill him. So it was a dangerous assignment that could mean his death. He went to God and said, God, this, God, I thought you loved me. Oh. This one that you have sent me, you know the guy will kill me. He said, because you don't have strategy. Let me give you strategy. Go and take an heifer. And go and greet Saul. Saul, I'm going to Bethlehem. Say, what are you going to do? I'm going to sacrifice. Oh, when you go there, pray for us. So, yes, yeah, so then he moves. But was he going for sacrifice alone? Sacrifice was attached to it, but the main reason for going there was to go and anoint who? A king. So, in the face of the enemy, God's first moves are usually not the main move. You didn't get it? In the face of the enemy, enemy watching, God's first moves are usually not the main move. If you know how to play football, you understand what I'm saying. It's like a dribble. So you had the ball. You tap on it, tap on it. Then the, the, the opponent was coming. And then you, you did like this. And then he moved there because that, you thought that is where you are going. But you were rather going here. You see, so in the face of the enemy, God is a dribbler. His first moves are not the main move. Praise the Lord. And this is what the wise men know, but the ordinary people, the simple people, don't understand. That's why we keep struggling that Jesus is not God. Alone. They don't know. They are being dribbled with the devil. Praise the Lord. God operates in, in skillful manner because he's the only wise God. That is why Psalm 23 verse 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Can you imagine? My enemy is standing and God put food in front of me to eat. Will I be able to eat? But because he is the only wise God, the food is dead. The enemy won't see the food. I will eat well. And the enemy can't see it. Why? Because the God of strategy gave me that food. 
It was the same as Samuel going to anoint the king for God. In the presence of the enemy Saul, Samuel succeeded in eating the food. Succeeded in the assignment. Saul was looking. He couldn't catch anything. Listen to me. The Bible you hold is our dining table. And the revelations in it is our food. And because the Bible is in the bookshops and in libraries, in the hands of everybody, in the hands of the Muslim, the occultist, in the hands of the pagan, in the hands of everybody, it is in the hands of the enemy. Yet the food in it, they can't find it. Is somebody listening to me? Matthew chapter 4 verse 4. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word. So the Bible contains my food. The food is the word of God. Job said in Job chapter 23 verse 12. I have esteemed. His, the worst of his mouth, more than my necessary food. So the word of God is the food of the child of God. Am I saying something that makes meaning? In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, it, it talks about the word of God as our milk. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. So in your Bible, it's a spiritual milk. In your Bible, is a spiritual bread. It's a spiritual food. Am I saying something? In my Bible. Amen. There is honey. In fact, more than honey in the Bible. So the Bible is full of food for God's people. Psalm 119 verse 103. Amen. How sweet are the words of are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. The word. Milk, honey, bread. Praise the Lord. Meat. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 2. It said, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. So there is meat also in the Bible. In fact, there is also strong meat. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, verse 13 to, to 15. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat. Somebody say strong meat. So there is strong meat. The one that when you bite it, 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 it sounds crow. Then you take your time to chew and chew. Somebody's saliva is coming out. Before you swallow, when you bite the domedo, crow. I'm touching some soft areas of some people here. Praise the Lord. So you see, thou preparest a table. What we are talking about is a spiritual buffet. The Bible is a spiritual buffet. Everything you want is on it. That can feed you, nourish you, make you the best of a, of a man in the realms of the spirit. And yes, Satan is looking into the Bible like this. And while you are enjoying the food, and he doesn't know how to take out of it, he saw you chewing the chicken. He said, where is the chicken? I can't find it. I said, oh, didn't you see the chicken? And he can't find it. Because it's not meant for him. Praise the Lord. He doesn't feed. Satan doesn't feed from the Bible. He doesn't feed from the Bible. Do you know why? He doesn't understand the Bible. Those who say, oh, Satan too understands the Bible, they are fools. How can Satan understand what Holy Ghost wrote? Does he have it? So Satan, Bible and Satan, there's a big gulf. Because Bible is not the letter. 
It's not the ABC that was used to write the Bible. That is not Bible. Bible is the revelational knowledge under the ABC. And Satan doesn't have that. What Satan has is the ABC. Praise the Lord. So somebody says Satan is an outsider when it comes to Bible. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said Satan is who? An outsider when it comes to Bible. And everyone who is not born again is an outsider when it comes to Bible. Mark chapter 4 from verse 11. Hallelujah. And he said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without. Without means outside. Unto them that are outside. All these things are done in parables. So Satan takes the Bible and it is parables. Parables means you don't understand. But to me, I get the mysteries there. I get the mysteries. That seeing they may see and not perceive. Hearing they may hear and not understand. Lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. The Bible is sealed away from the proud. It's parable to them. Satan is the head of the proud family. And as long as you continue in pride, you will read the Bible to argue and you will argue nonsense. Is somebody hearing what I'm talking about? You do what? You argue foolishly. In the book of Proverbs 26 verse 7, he said as the legs of a lame, you know a lame man, one leg is long, one leg is short. So they walk like this. Right? The legs of a lame are not equal. So is a parable in the mouth of a fool. So to them, it's parable. And when they begin to speak the parable, they look like fools because whatever they quote, don't balance. And then you see them, you hear them very loud on social media with their cap. Talking rubbish and thinking they are talking sense because they, they you see, less of a lame. The spiritual aspect of the Bible, it doesn't enter. Some of them, they, then they are calling them mama something, mama something. Then they are quoting rubbish. The people who understand the mystery, the milk, the honey, the meat, the draw, that prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. There are a lot of enemies to you. They are there. You drink out of their milk while they, are keep, they keep famishing. Hallelujah. Didn't you, Satan, didn't you see Satan quoting Psalm 91 verse 11? How did he quote it? For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all their ways. He quoted it in Matthew chapter 4 verse 6. How did he quote it? He said unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it, shall, it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee. In, uh, in, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. He was quoting the letter to Jesus. And what did Jesus tell him? Jesus said unto him, You are a fool. That is how fools quote Bible because their leg is cut out to half. So that is how they quote the Bible. You know, improper fraction, one whole number and half. Jesus said unto him, it is written again. You quoted it is written, but let me correct you. The Bible was written by my spirit. So it is written again. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. If I go and stand up and jump, what benefit am I getting? Who is benefiting from my jumping? I'm jumping to tempt God to see whether I'm a son of God. I am not a fool. It's only fools that do that. So you quoted like a fool because you are one. Praise the Lord. Did I say something? He said as the legs of a layman are not equal. So is a parable in the mouth of a fool. So what Satan did was quoting foolishness thinking he was quoting something. 
And a lot of them from other religions, that's what they do. And a lot of other fools will be clapping for them. Some of them will join their picture and they'll be nodding. Hmm? I'll say two fools. One fool preaching, one foot nodding. You know, they'll be nodding like a gamma, a gamma. Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you. Bombing, come on. Preach, my brother. Preach and then full preaching, full enjoying. Eating foolish food as fools. Praise the Lord. We are not fools. Because when Jesus came, it was wise men that came to salute him. And they didn't come alone. They said, this is a man of value. So they brought gold. They brought frankincense. They brought mare. Important, valuable things. And they called him king of the Jews. They saluted and worshipped him. Because Jesus is not an ordinary person. If that part is not written in the Bible, they have done this great disservice. The wise men, that part is the most important part in the story of Jesus. They didn't know Jesus. They were not his family members, but they were wise men. So they spent money, bought tickets, looked for visa from far country, and looked for the guy. They went to the king's palace. They thought he would be there because he's the king of the Jews. They didn't find him there. They said, oh, we made a mistake. This is not the type of king he is. Then the light, the star came again and said, yes, thank you, Lord. They followed the star. They saw the child in, 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 in a place where goats and sheep are. They put down their golden chains. They removed their shoes. They brought the frankincense, the gold, and they made big men. I'm very sure that they have people in places that respect them. They bowed in the, in, in the goat, whatever, and they worshipped Jesus. And John the Baptist said, that Jesus, I cannot bear his shoe. And somebody is standing here and saying, Jesus is not God. You are a fool. Big. Add big to it. And make it to the power free. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. Give the Lord a shout of Hallelujah. Now the question is, what business has darkness with light? Is that not what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14? Satan is called the ruler of darkness. Remember, the ruler, that means king of darkness. When you want the man that has plenty darkness, Satan is the one. He is the king of it. So you, you are in darkness, but Satan has more. He's the king of darkness. Isn't it? Be but be not unequally yoked to unbelievers. For what fellowship had righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? What business? Satan who is coming from darkness, the king of darkness, want to quote Bible. Bible that is light. Psalm 119 verse 105. Thy word is a light. It's a lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. What is a darkness coming? It won't disappear. So darkness has no relationship with light. Satan has no relationship with the Bible. Unbelievers have no relationship with the Bible. When they quote the Bible, they are quoting nonsense. So when an unbeliever quotes Bible and you feel intimidated, you are not wise. Because they quoted it to express their foolishness about who your God is. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So when somebody says Jesus is not God and the Bible says the only wise God, our Savior, then you know that that person is a fool. Jesus is not God and that same Bible, the only wise God, our Savior. And that person put him in his class and walk away. Praise the Lord. The entrance of thy word giveth light. Now it is the entrance of the word that Psalm 119 verse 130 that is what is called understanding, right? Now, you see, and it is understanding that is called eating. When you understand the word, you have eaten the food in the Bible. The food in the Bible brings light. And the Satan is standing before the table and he cannot eat. That means he cannot understand. 
if, if Satan understands the Bible, he will disappear. When you put light into darkness, what will happen? Right now, where is no, why there is no light? Why is there no light? Because sun is like our God. Darkness disappears when light comes. And so, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness. Satan is a ruler of darkness. When you carry light, he disappears. So if, you're, if Satan dares understand the Bible, he will no more become Satan. His darkness will disappear from him. So he can never understand the Bible. Am I saying something at all? Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. If Satan understood the Bible, Jesus wouldn't have been crucified. He wouldn't have succeeded. And you and I wouldn't be sitting here calling ourselves children of God. Is somebody here what I'm talking about? And so Satan and Bible just throw him away. People who say that, they don't read Bible. Am I saying something? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 7 and 8. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. Which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none of the princes of this world, Satan. Princes of this world knew not. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So Satan didn't understand the Bible. Everything about what Jesus was going to do had been written in the Bible. It's all there. It's not missing. Because God is a righteous judge. In, in, court, in law courts, nothing is hidden. And when this one brings his submission, they give it to the other lawyer to also to look at it. So, nothing is hidden. Everybody hears what everybody is saying. Then they come and argue. So, the righteous judge didn't hide anything from Satan. They are all there, black and white. But the spirit that brings understanding is missing from Satan. So, he reads the Bible and reads it like a kindergarten that is learning ABC. Nothing enters into him. Then you pick the Bible and then bam, 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 bam. Understanding is coming everywhere. And then you stand here and you say, no one will die young. And it happens. Because understanding is light and death is darkness. Praise the Lord. There are deep things in the Bible. So all those letter, letter reading Christians that cause problems for us, they should go and sit down and learn. Do you know what I'm saying? There are deep things in the, A lot of people are reading letters. I saw somebody that was telling me was, hey, this woman believes he knows so much and then there are other letter reading pastors sitting. He said, in your Bible, didn't they say that a woman should not wear trousers? I said, both of them, you are letter reading. They don't understand. The person who is feeling big didn't even understand what he was talking about. And the people who were sitting down, they also didn't understand what they were listening. So you see, this, the ignorance over ignorance is ignoramus. So there is one ignorant person who thinks he's wiser than the other. And the other ignorant people are quiet. I say, Abba, where is it written in the Bible that don't wear trousers? Where? But they are written letters. And they saw that the woman should not wear what the man wears. What the man wears is it trousers. Is it trousers that women man wear? Who said so? When Jesus was wearing gown, why didn't they say, why are you wearing woman? When King Saul was wearing skirt, why did they, didn't they ask him, why are you wearing skirt? When you don't understand revelational knowledge in the Bible, you think he's talking about cutting, when he's actually talking about spiritual garment. And so, when he says, woman, don't wear what man wears, means don't behave like a man. No, don't go and wear trousers. An ignorant person asks another ignorant person, and both of them, this ignorant person, keep quiet. And this one says, hey, I've got in them. All of you foolish, ignorant people. Praise the Lord. I'm saying this because, you see, there are a lot of Christians that are being moved away into the places that they can be deceived. And therefore, by the time they realize they are out of their way, stay under the light. 
And then you will know that you are wiser than the people in darkness. Stay under the light. When you are in the light, you don't take wrong steps. Because you see where you are going. Praise the Lord. Success Chapel, there's light here. Didn't you hear that? The grace that follows those who have the revelation of Jesus Christ. That grace is called light. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So don't listen to people who are reading words. You know, those people who go to, when you see somebody who can swim very well, when he goes to the sea, he crosses where the, the waves are. You know, it's outside that the waves are. He goes to where the water is good and swims there. Because he can swim. He goes to the deep. And then those people who cannot swim, they stay here. And when the water can dance, yo, by the time they finish swimming and go home, go and check their hair. You see sand everywhere because they, can't, they don't know how to go into the deep. The deep is where the Holy Ghost is. That is where you understand things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 9 and 10, he said, eyes, as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. And one of such people, he said, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. You are one of such people that search the deep things of God. And you don't argue useless argument. Who is the, who is the wife of Cain? Praise the Lord. Is somebody here I'm talking about? Deep things. That is where Satan cannot enter. He can't get anything there. Because the deep things are brought to us by the Spirit. God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. Satan does not have the Spirit of God. So he cannot get the deep things. For the Spirit searcheth all things. Yay! The deep things. How can Satan get that one? He doesn't have the Spirit of God. Unless you say Satan has the spirit of God. If Satan doesn't have the spirit of God, because the spirit of God casts out devils, you understand that? So he cannot have the spirit of God. If he doesn't have the spirit of God, then he doesn't have the deep things of God. Praise the Lord. And that is why God sent the Holy Ghost to us. You understand where we are going now? So Holy Ghost is not the Holy Ghost. We are blowing tongues. No, he came because of the deep things. He came because of the deep things to, to make us understand the things that are on the table for us to eat. Which Satan cannot see. That prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. There is food in the Bible for my soul. Satan is standing there. He's just seeing me becoming macho and looking fine. And he said, guys, eating. But where is the food? He can't get it. Holy Ghost is showing me, this is it. That's the chicken. Take it. And then that is the domedo. Take that one too. <laughs> you understand that? That's the carrot. That's the, all those ones. Praise the Lord. John chapter 16 verses 12, 12 and 13. He said what? Hallelujah. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you. You what? Guide you into all truth. So you see, I'm not joking. He will say, guide you. This is the chicken. Take her. This is the cucumber. Take it. This is the garlic. Take it. Is that not what they were looking for in Egypt? <laughs> cucumber, garlic, onion. That is why they want to go back to Egypt. Say, Holy Ghost come to teach you. Take this. Take this. Take, take this. Take this. Then you are growing. You are what? Growing. How be it? He, when the spirit of God is come, he's guiding you into all truth. He is come. He will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak and show you things to come. Praise the Lord. So I am not among those who don't who don't know what the Bible is. And so they call it history book. You know, a lot of Christians do that. Even pastors. Because what is in there 
It is the Holy Spirit that shows you. If you hear any, any pastor said, Bible is a history book of the Jews, just know that he is not a pastor. Because what makes you a pastor is the Spirit of God that makes you a teacher. And the teacher is the word. That is why when Jesus came, everything Jesus quoted when he met people was the Bible you are holding. It is written. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. It is written. Thou shalt not tend the Lord thy God. It is written. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. And only him shall thou serve. It is written. All from this Bible. At the time they took stones. And they want to stone him. He said, is it not written your law? I said, you are God. And the scriptures cannot be broken. The Bible you are holding. What is written in it? Nobody breaks it. Jesus, whom we call ourselves by Christians. He quoted the Bible all through. And then some, somebody who came from where I don't know say it's a history book. Yet he calls himself a pastor. May I not use the wrong word for you? Praise the Lord. Amen. You see, the truth is this. Because the Bible is deep and because God plans something and because, of the, and, and because God's first moves are not his main moves, and he's doing it for his children who are around. He puts clues on the ground for his children to notice what he's doing. Clues and pattern. Because what he is doing, there is an enemy that shouldn't see. So someone was going to anoint a king. Saul shouldn't see. But maybe there was somebody who somewhere will want him to see. I will say, when you see me carry Hepha and see me going to Bethlehem, know that it is not just Hepha. A king is going to be anointed. So, you see me going, then a king is going to be anointed. But Saul will only see Hepha and will think sacrifice. You will see Hepha and you know a king is being anointed. He gives us clues. What is the meaning of clue? A piece of evidence that helps you discover the answer of the problem. Clue. A piece of evidence that helps you discover the answer of the difficult thing. A child is born. He mentioned childhood. Unto us a son is given. He mentioned son. And then the government shall be upon his shoulder. Son, child, government shall be upon his shoulder. Then his name shall be called Wonderful. The name shall be called Counselor. You know, God is fearful and wonderful in praise. Verse 14. The Lord himself shall show you a sign. What is that? A clue. He'll give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son of God. When he was about to make the tabernacle, for see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. So God called Moses, come, come, come. I want you to build a tabernacle for me. But make sure this is the pattern. Don't make a mistake. So God is the God of patterns and clues when relating with his children. Because of what he will do that must dribble the devil. Did I say something? So the devil has no clue. He has no pattern to follow. But we see it. That's why we are eating the food on the table and then he cannot see. Praise the Lord. Now prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. So you realize that everything we are talking about here, it is because God has a plan and he's a strategist. So Jesus came on the ticket of God's plan and God's strategy. So when you mention Jesus, know that you are not expecting any shallow thing. He came for a plan. That is why the Bible says be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is walking about. He's trying to know what you want to do. So be sober. And that soberness is related to humility. That's why Jesus said, 
in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest. You shall find rest unto your soul if you humble yourself and follow the clues that are in the Bible. Am I saying something? So you see, there are things put in the Bible. But a lot of people buy the Bible and then they read it. And then they carry it and go and argue. They are red rubbish. When you buy, you buy orange and you chew the bone and also chew the bones. I mean the, the seed. And then you drink everything. I'll call you a goat. Because it's only goat that cannot slice orange. You understand that? He said, why would you use everything together? But because I'm a human being, I slice the orange, I remove everything, and then I squeeze the juice and throw out the seed. <laughs> I'm not a goat. Goat, you see, everything, bone, seed, peel, the acid in the, in the, in the peels and everything. <laughs> It's nonsense. Whereas all he needed was the juice. But because he's a goat, when he burped, acid is following it. Bitter seed is following it. Everything is following it. You better not breathe in that one into your ear, into your nose. Praise the Lord. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 28. From verse 9. This is the rest that Jesus was talking about. That come unto me and then I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me and I will give you rest. What is he saying? Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? That is the Bible we are talking about here. Them that are weaned from the milk. Those who are not drinking milk. And are drawn from the breast. Not babies who are sucking breast. Why? Verse 10. For precept must be upon precept. That is deeper things. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Because you will read here and compare it with there. Like what I just did. I read Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Unto us a child of born, a child is born, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, his name shall be called wonderful, the mighty God. Then I compared it with Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. A virgin shall be with a child and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now compare the two, you realize that this child that is born is that virgin's child. And then his name shall be called Mighty God. And then that Emmanuel means God with us. That means Mighty God is coming among us. The clue upon clue. So one here, a little here, a little there. Keep going for me. Here, a little there, a little. For precept my being upon precept. Line upon line, here a little, there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he teach his people. What is stammering lips? If a certain person is stammering and is talking to you, you need grace to understand what he's saying. You understand what I mean? Uh -huh. Because he wants to say come. He will say You will think he's saying cancel. If you, if you dare speak for him. You speak nonsense. Because he's saying, K -k 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 -k. he say cancer. He say, hmm, hmm, hmm. And then he'll continue. At the time he finished everything, you know that it's not cancer, he said. He said, come. But you are too forward to say cancer. That's what many people are doing with Bible. Because Bible is stammering lips and another tongue. Because the Holy Ghost that is speaking. He said, for with stammering lips and another tongue. Why did you move it again so quickly? With stammering lips and another tongue will he speaks to his peop these people, verse, verse, um, to whom he said, This is the rest wherein ye may cause the weary to rest. Remember, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek, weary, and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest. So those who are humble, they are the ones who will follow this thing that he's talking about. They are the ones that will have the rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear why? Because they are looking for things in the wrong way. God is showing them clue. They are not looking at the clue. God is showing them pattern. They are not looking. So they are not hearing God. Go on for me. But the word 
of the Lord was upon them, precept upon precept. That the other company. This, this one that they will have rest is a company of Christians who should follow God in a humble way and look deeply into the precepts and then they will find the clues that will make them enjoy rest. And this is another company. But the word of the Lord was upon them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and what? Fall backward and be broken and be snared and be taken. The same scripture is for rest for some people. It's for falling and breaking for some people. What's the difference? To you it is giving to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But to them that are without, it is parable. So they suffer by the Bible while we enjoy good life by the Bible. Because they don't even know how the Bible is read. You know, if you don't know how the Bible is read, you take one chapter, you know, it's not everything that is in that chapter that is the same story. Some of the stories, they will join and then jump and jump. But they say, oh, you know, it must be in context. Because you think we are reading grammar. No. It is comparing spiritual things with spiritual. That is how the Bible is read. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Which things also. We speak not in the words that man's wisdom teacheth. But which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So I saw one spiritual thing in the other thing. I compared it like we just compared the other one. And then we saw. So God told Samuel. By Hepha. You need to take that pattern, compare it with another one to find the meaning. Because if you have a mate, this one here, there should be a mate. Isaiah chapter 34 verse 16. There should be something that looks like this particular one in the other place. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. Why? None shall have a mate. None shall want her mate. In the book of the law, there are mates. Some have their mate. From my mouth, it had commanded. And his spirit, it had guarded them. So, in the Bible, God said, my mouth commanded it. My spirit guarded the west. So, there are mates. There's a scripture, a verse here, that has a mate in another verse. Hallelujah. Don't you say, oh, he's my classmate. It's my classmate. So there are classmates in the Bible. When you read this one, you know that this one is talking about. You see, this the the First Corinthians chapter chapter two verse verse thirteen that we read. His mate is Isaiah chapter twenty eight verse nine to to whether thirteen or fifteen. The same thing comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Here a little, there a little. They are mates. You get the point? They are mates. One in the Old Testament, one in the epistles. They are mates. He said, my spirit guarded them. None shall want her mate. Everyone will find her mate. It's just like when, when he said prophesy. And when then he prophesied unto the dry bone, he said bone located his bone. Mate look for mate. Mate look for mate. Bone located his bone. And then they all became a mighty man. When you quote the Bible and you don't put mate to mate, one leg will be straight, another one will be this. Because instead of uh, leg bone, which is what is called what, tibia and fibula, you go and look for hand bone and put it on the leg. How will it be? It will be short. One will be like human being leg, another one will be like gorilla's leg. You know, gorilla hand is longer. So you went to look for gorilla hand and bone to put on human being bone. What will happen? <laughs> you have destroyed the image. Praise the Lord. So that is what we do with Bible. Praise the Lord. Put jokes aside. God is wiser than men. And so when God is doing anything, he does it properly. He does it properly. So we need to follow with humility and soberness. We should not be in the front. You see, do you know why Peter messed up all the time, most of the time? Because Peter was too forward. 
when Jesus is, was with them, Peter was too forward. He doesn't wait for Jesus to conclude his things. He comes out to come and patch into it. He lost his Gentile ministry because of that. No, master, not so. I don't eat this. Who, who are you telling? Jesus, you are telling Jesus you don't eat um, uh, unclean things. He said, how can you call unclean that I have made clean? Too known. You know what is onupani? Go and find out. Go and Google. These days they Google everything. Go and Google. You understand what is called onupani? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. When Jesus said, I was going to Jerusalem, I will be killed, Peter took him aside. And the Bible says he started rebuking him. Hey, don't do that. Jesus said, Is it me you are talking to? You don't respect? Get in here, Satan. You get a point? So, Satan, Peter was too forward in his relationship with God, with Jesus. Because of that, he made a lot of mistakes. At the end, didn't he deny Jesus? He didn't want to deny Jesus, but the food that he was eating was lacking some proteinous things. So he was becoming kwashioko, spiritually kwashioko, so he wasn't balanced. So when he met the challenge, the people who saw him, he really saw him. He said, no, 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 no. The one he caught his ear, he, he, he said, didn't you cut the ears at me? I didn't cut you. <laughs> you see? That is what happens to people who have not fed in scriptures. Praise the Lord. That's why the Bible says, be sober. I'm, I'm glad that it was Peter who wrote it. Be sober. I've learned my lesson. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walketh about. Wow. That was Pastor Franz, the Apostle of Diversity. For more of Pastor Franz's messages, you can also subscribe to Diversity Broadcasting Network on YouTube. Jesus is God Almighty.